Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today, Dudes on Demand continues, and we're discussing 1972's Evil Roy Slade, directed by Jerry Paris and starring John Astin and Mickey Rooney. This came from Brian on Facebook, so thank you very much for this request. Mm -hmm. But before we discuss it, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I watched Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl. Um, this is a porno. It's no, okay. no, it's not a porno. No, it, it could it could go there at any time. Okay, but it's not. All right, uh, this is a horror film. Okay, um, and it's got maybe the best jump scare I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Cool. It it just involves an old lady's face that's scary in a mirror, and I was uh, I I, re- I really jumped back. I was like, oh god, you know? Huh? Yeah. What? How old is this film? It's from this year. Okay. All right. All right. Hmm. What is it called? Sweet, sweet, lonely girl. Okay, I thought it was naked girl. No, but no, that's the was, porno. I no, guess it wasn't the <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is it worth a watch? It is definitely worth a watch. Uh, it, it's it's very well performed. It's well directed, and I liked it quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I watched something that I'd seen as a child. I had watched Three Ninjas, the original. Uh, it's like a Ninja Turtle. Uh, Surf Ninja, all those things from the early 90s, whatever, yes. uh, about kids beating up adults, basically. Yeah. Um, it started out really good. It was like a like a really heavy, like, uh, 80s cop thriller kind of thing with ninjas <laughs> okay. at the beginning. I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like, they're in a they're in a dock somewhere. Like, like a guy has a ponytail. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and then after, like, 20 minutes, it turns into a kid movie, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. I was like, I want more of that, like, dangerous, greasy ponytail, like, like threatening children. Yeah, like Crisp uh, from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, it looks like Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, it looks like Terry Silva. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> but man, it, it becomes Home Alone meets Bill and Ted meets Ninja Turtles. Like, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. And there's these dudes that are just like, hey, dude, bro. Oh my god, dude! Like in the whole movie, and they're not funny. It's trying to be funny, and it's not funny. I wouldn't have thought. Imagine so, yeah. Harry and Marv from Home Alone saying "dude" all the time. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, screw that. Anyways, uh, yeah, good, good beginning, bad most of it. That was the first Three Ninjas movie. First Three Ninjas. Okay, not the one with Hulk Hogan. No, not Three Ninjas on Mega Mountain. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. I think. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about a movie called Evil Roy Slade. Okay, Dave, give everyone a synopsis. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is a this is our first made for television movie that we've done on the show. Wow. Um, and I I didn't know quite what to say while I was watching it, but you know <laughs> the the synopsis of the movie is there's this guy he is he's a criminal in the old west and he has been like sort of cursed since birth, uh, <laughs> and. He's now Evil Roy Slade. He leads this gang. Uh huh. And it's it's a it's a parody of westerns, but it's we'll talk about the effectiveness of the parody. Yeah, it, and it's almost a character study too. It's weird <laughs> a character study. Yeah. yeah, on on like on this man who believes he's evil because no one loved him. Yes. Or, and yes. It, and it's about a woman trying to change you for no reason. And I, I yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Well, you, you just mentioned you just mentioned the woman. Okay. So so the woman Betsy that, that should have been her character's name in the movie. By the that, way, the woman. Th- that's pretty much yeah. all she is. Yeah. Um, there is. Uh, <laughs> do you buy this romance for even one second? Not for one split second. I mean, 
I believe uh, John Aston, who plays Evil Roy Slade, I believe his character is in love with her. But I don't believe Betsy no. at one bit. And, and even the situation is unbelievable, too. But I think John Aston seems like he's actually in love with this girl for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's as far as it goes. Yeah, no, I don't I, buy it. I don't, no, I don't buy it either. And I, <laughs> what, what, what really made me not buy the movie to, to, to begin with was that they, I don't know if you noticed it, but they had like Little House on the Prairie font in the opening credits. I, uh-huh. I personally noticed it because I watched a ton of Little House on the Prairie uh-huh. when I was a kid. <laughs> so when that, when that, when that like white uh, block font came on the screen, I was like, oh, so that wasn't just like unique to that show. It, it, they, they used it in the 70s. Got yeah, it. I think it was like a standard Western affair, probably. Must have been, yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Right. So this movie's about Evil Roy Slade meeting a woman who wants to change him. And he tries to change, but can't, and then uh, they fall in love or something like that, and then he gets away. Because his uh, yeah. h- him not being able to change doesn't matter. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? She's like, well, I guess I'll just... Ma-. Does she learn to accept him for who he is? Yes. That didn't work for me. But then... No. She, exactly. <laughs> no, she, she, she learns to accept him for who he is, and then at the... And then, like... She she acknowledges that he's never going to change, but then she says, "And I'm going to make it my life's journey to change him." You just yeah, did what that. The hell, you just did that, and it didn't take. God, it sucks. You had skinny Dom DeLuise like trying oh to like God. psychoanalyze this guy, and and it didn't and it didn't work. The best scene in the movie is with those two, yeah, John oh, Aston and Dom DeLuise. I, I I I have I have like <laughs> one other one that I like, but yeah, okay, yeah, I, yeah. Um, the movie think it's trying to be a satire. Yeah. And it doesn't work very well. The only thing funny, <laughs> the only thing funny in the movie, I think, is John Aston. I think okay. he has a great performance in this movie. Do you? He's ridiculously over the top. Yeah, and like he's just an insane cowboy outlaw. <laughs> I think his performance is great for this character. He always is like, his eyes get real big, and then he gets this huge smile. And it's like ha, yeah, and yeah. starts shooting everything. He's just so silly. I, I I love this performance. He gets the tone right for the movie. He's the only part you can watch in this movie. Really? Every, everything else, I think, sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, do you disagree? I, I, I do. I, I felt differently. Okay. I, I, I'm okay. I, I agree with you about John Aston. I, I think he's what he's doing is perfect for this, for I this agree. movie. That's, you know? that's what the movie needs. Right. This guy doing this. I personally appreciated Dick Sean. Um, oh, the, the singing cowboy? Yes. Okay. Yes. I couldn't stand him. Dick Sean, he's like, a good. He does it good though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's he's doing a lot of what he did in the producers. Uh huh. And I don't think he's ever played a normal person in in a movie. I, mean, I don't know. I, I've I've only seen I've I've seen him in the producers this and then th- there was a fairy tale theater uh, that that was on VHS back in the day. Okay. And I, I used to <laughs> I used to rent those quite a bit when I was a kid. And he played the emperor in the Emperor's New Clothes, and he's doing a lot of this kind of stuff. Huh. Like th- th- this is this is just a guy who. Is always a weirdo, you know, and and (laughs) that 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 little bell earring. Oh yeah, he plays Bing Bang or something. What's his Bing Bell? Bing Bell. Yeah, he he's apparently the world's greatest outlaw catcher, and he retired. (laughs) Yes, and they finally get him out of retirement after twelve racist scenes with Pat (laughs) Morita. God, and uh... oh my God, I never expected to see Pat Morita (laughs) in this movie. Mr. Miyagi's in here. As like an Indian man, it's repulsive. Or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this is. <laughs> he he he's just like he had played Arnold in Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would come a little bit later, and 
in this movie, he's playing a like you said something different than what he yeah. just, just a like a he's foreign wearing man. a turban. Yeah. Ah, oh. man, the the seventies, dude. They, they, uh, this they, is they, 1971. I mean, written they, all they, over it. They are like just out like actively racist. And the jokes in this movie, they don't they're oh. they're offensive. Yes, and they don't work anymore. They were trying to do blazing saddles. Yeah, here is what they were going for. Right, without. Going as far as Mel Brooks did it, you right? Know? Right. But um, and it's not as good as what Mel Brooks did. No, personally, I don't like Blazing Saddles too much. It's hard to watch. It's okay, but it's nowadays in 2018, mm-hmm. it's really hard. No, and you know, back then that was cutting edge, funny stuff, addressing issues that needed to be addressed. Yeah, and now it's really hard to watch. But yeah, this movie's trying to be that. And it just can't do it. No. It sucks. It, they, there's all these jokes, like gay jokes and little people jokes. And, yeah. Oh, man. I don't laugh at any of them. No. Um, I, I, the first time the gay thing came in, I didn't make a note about it. I was like, I'm going to let that one go. They, they okay. get one of those. <laughs> you get one because yes. it's the 70s. Exactly. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. whatever. Then he did it again. Uh-huh. I counted five times a reference to um, Funny, Funny Boys. Boy. Yeah. F- five times. Yeah, I think it's the last line in the movie. It is. Yeah, when when he's when he's riding away in a dress, and you know something about like being dressed like a funny boy. Uh huh. Um, now, it's literally how they end the movie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That narrator says it as you see like a fading John Aston. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's like like prog another movie in which progress has buried it. <laughs> You know, like like you just watch, you yeah. almost can't watch a single scene because it's it's misogyny and it's uh-huh. gay panic stuff and oh. it's just like, oh, this sucks. Thanks, Gary Marshall. Yeah, the, Gary Marshall. He wrote this. I mean, he's much famed television writer. Yeah. from the sixties and seventies, and I guess his whole life. Yeah, I think he passed, didn't he? He, he, he passed. Died. Yeah, and he was a filmmaker too. Yeah, he also directed some movies. Mm-hmm. I think he directed Overboard. Which I loved. Did he? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, he did. He did. And I, I, he directed a bunch of stuff, but most recently, like, all the, the Valentine's Day movie yeah. and the New Year's Eve movies. He directed Princess Diaries, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, this guy, he's a name. I know. You know, but, man, he was writing this stuff. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Because he was just an old showbiz dude. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, at the time, that's what he did. Yeah. But I can't take it. No, you don't it, get a pass. It, it, it exactly like something that that had to be. If it was, if something is good, it should be good forever. Like like there should never be like where you right. look at it with new eyes and go, oh, this is you know this this doesn't work today. Right. It should always be universal. And and when it doesn't, that probably means it wasn't good to begin with. For me, anyway. Right. Well, you know, perspective changes, thought changes. Mm-hmm. You know, the collective consciousness changes. Yes. You know, so I'll I could say it's. It could be funny at the time or good at the time, but yeah, great stuff mm-hmm. is good perpetually. It, of course, it'll Shakespeare lasts forever. You know, yeah. yes, all the, the the good stuff will last. Right, um, the great stuff, I should say. Okay, stuff could be good for a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> not forever. No, no, of course. I mean, and and if your shelf life is thirty years, I guess that's okay. That's a good stint. Yeah, you know. But I mean, can, can you imagine yourself if if you were in your thirties in nineteen seventy two, would you have been laughing hard at this movie? Me personally, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay, maybe if you had like your same mind, it's just that you were in a different decade. Well, if I had my same mind, no. Okay. <laughs> 
No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I I, I, yeah, maybe not I don't same know. line. Like, like you're you're this progressive in a time when like progress progression wasn't happening. But I mean, I I don't know. I I, I just feel like I I, w- I want to be able to say. That, that if I was alive back then, I would not have found this movie, like, just hilarious. I wouldn't have been slapping my knee if I was an adult. I don't think I would have. Because this is for babies. Like, that's what I was going to say. Like, maybe nowadays, like, if I would have watched this as a child. Yeah. Maybe I would have found it funnier. I probably would have been Cause too. Because it's, it's really silly. Mm-hmm. If you ta- it's too dumb. You yeah. Know? It's too dumb. <laughs> I know. I don't know. No, but, yeah, because Roy is a cartoonishly stupid person. He is, and that's the only thing I liked in the movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like, I don't like when he's kissing everyone at the bank robbery. Uh, I don't like when he's saying the funny boy stuff. And yeah, he takes that little person's horse, and it's a little horse. Like, it's just not <laughs> that stuff wasn't funny at all. You mentioned the kissing stuff when he when he when he like uh, goes to the to the woman who's maybe not as attractive right, as the yeah, other woman. He right. puts his bandana back on. Right, it's like, yeah. hey, you know what, John Aston, you're John Aston, mm-hmm. and and you're no <laughs> prize. So the idea that that you would like ha- like not this woman wouldn't be up to your standards is a joke. I'm not gonna lie though, that was a little funny. <laughs> it, it's still, <laughs> it's because it. It's like a Three Stooges gag. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of humor, which I do like, mm-hmm. but most of it doesn't work in this movie. Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> isn't any good. No. You know? It's executed poorly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so the movie opens up with the the narrator <laughs> talking yeah. about a story how babies get picked up by Native Americans or by <laughs> wolves and they get raised in the wild. And it shows these wolves and Native Americans just leaving this baby. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny, sure. And then this baby grows up alone in the desert. <laughs> this infant. <laughs> and it shows this child walking around with a teddy bear, like eating a cactus or uh-huh. something. <laughs> and it fades in the, you know, 50-year-old John Aston eating a cactus with a teddy bear wearing like a diaper. Is, isn't he wearing like a Hanes? I, I mean, don't know. It, he it has like, like a loincloth. Oh, is it like, okay. it's a white cloth. Okay. God, I don't know. <laughs> And he's out there just like, eh, yeah. like all wild. He's a feral. Like His eyes are just yes. piercing. It was funny to see him like that. I mean, he sure. looked funny. Sure. The situation is so absurd. Yeah. But, <laughs> and then it goes into him. Now he's evil because no one loved him. Yeah. And he just starts, it shows him robbing banks and doing things. Like he takes an old lady's shawl and puts it down on like a puddle so he can walk across it. <laughs> it just these <laughs> stupid things like this. I thought that was a good joke. That's yeah. that's a funny joke. Yeah. But man, then it gets into him kissing ladies and doing uh, all kinds of stuff. Whew. I know. And and while while he's doing all this and he's he's got this gang uh, of like these flunkies that hang out with him. That, like yeah. a, another you know it's a gang of robbers, kind of uh-huh. like the Miller gang from High Noon, uh-huh. except you know a bunch of shit. And uh, Larry Hankin is one of the guys. Yeah, Larry Snake? Hankin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I recognize Larry Hankin right away. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff, and. Henry Gibson works for uh, Mickey Rooney. Henry um, Gibson is wasted in this movie. I agree. I I was sick to my stomach watching him do this performance. I think so too. Yeah. Did he think he was being funny? Yes. Like because it didn't work. No. Oh. He was he ever young? I don't know. I was like, you're older than Mickey Rooney. What, <laughs> what, why are you his nephew? <laughs> He has looked like Jeff Sessions since like 1960. Right? It's so yeah. crazy, man. <laughs> yes. 
Oh. Like, didn't you just do Nashville? Yeah. Like, come, I what know. are you doing? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wanted to watch the Burbs or Nashville. Yeah, it would or Magnolia. I would take the Burbs over this it, any day. Oh, me too. Way way better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's like like Mickey Rooney runs the the railroad. Is that what he or he runs TransUnion or some Trans, kind of? He has he's like a railroad tycoon of some yeah. sorts. Yeah. yeah, and he's always transferring money and he's always getting hit by Roy's gang. <laughs> what an idiot! I mean, <laughs> at least Mickey Rooney's not being racist in this movie. That's true. He's, yeah. he's racist in almost everything else he does. Yeah, but except in this one, he's he's toned it down. At least he's not in the Pat Morita role. <sighs> <laughs> they, they, you know, if they'd made it 10 years earlier, they would have done that. Yes, he would have been did. playing a dual role yep. in which he, yeah, that would have sucked. Um, <laughs> so they want to hire Bing Bell to stop yeah. Roy Slade. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bunch of failed attempts at them trying to do it. And this is where you see Pat Morita reading a telegram or something. And, then you know, Bing Bell burns it. And there's a running gag of uh, Pat Morita's hands keep getting more bandages on them. Right. And then they, they burn... You know, Henry Gibson's hat and all these... He burns everything that comes to him. And it's a dumb joke. And it's it's shown like like Dr. Claw. Yeah, um, he's got like, one hand coming up yes. from behind his... Like, <laughs> With big, a lit match. Yeah, from his big chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never see Dick Sean until about, you know, maybe halfway through the movie. It's like the start... It's like the end of the movie almost. It is. It's yeah, the, I, the I third said halfway, act is starting. It's, it's, it's yeah. probably the third act. Yeah. You're right. And... The, the the whole thing with the running gag where, where like Pat Morita keeps coming in to, to like read telegrams from Mickey Rooney mm-hmm. and w- what's happening is like like he's holding the, the the telegram in the foreground reading it out and then you see like the arm come in with a lit match and just like like you know set yeah. fire to it right in the middle of it and somehow Pat Morita doesn't notice he, it yeah he's still reading and then he's like oh no my hands yes oh, yes stupid it, it's it's a <laughs> failed you know like screwball gag you know what was really funny though. When uh, they finally convince him to come to uh, stop Evil Roy Slade, yeah. Pat Morita's like, oh, I'll get your stuff. And he opens that like chest of things with all these like ornate like wine glasses and like trays of gold on it. Yeah. He opens it, and it's all just glued to the top. And yeah. he's like, see, it's a trick. Yes. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I thought it was awesome. You know, That's I, a funny gag. I, I agree. <laughs> At first, I thought they messed up. Okay, I no. thought it wasn't a joke, but he acknowledges it. He He's did. like, "See what I did? Right. It stays." Right. <laughs> that was, was kind of like, why would cap you, something? Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's that's the absurdity of it. Right. They're trying to be Mel Brooks here. Yeah. And they're not. And and the thing about it is too is like Blazing Saddles hadn't even come out yet, mm-hmm. and it was like th- this is this is kind of a spiritual cousin to it in some ways. Yeah. Now we've already established that Blazing Saddles may- maybe isn't as as excellent as we all thought it was. Yeah. But it's it's certainly um, better executed and and better crafted than this is. Right. And they also had more freedom to do you know more things because it was a theatrical release. Yes, it wasn't a TV movie. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the, this this movie was definitely hamstrung by the television standard at the time. It was. I'm kind of glad it was because imagine what would have been in this movie. True. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It would have been a, a, a racist, sexist shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, so like John Aston, uh, <laughs> during the, during one of the bank robberies, he he meets Betsy. She's um like upper class woman. She won Miss Frontier. Yeah, Miss Frontier. <laughs> and and at one point they show like a photograph of her yeah. in Miss Frontier, and she's wearing you know like a '60s bathing suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little funny. I she's suppose. like Raquel Welsh. She, she looks like yeah. Barbarella. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, like Jane Fonda. Yep. She looks like Jane Fonda. Yeah. Pamela Austin is the actress, and uh-huh. I don't think she really did a whole lot of things. I, I don't recognize her from a lot of yeah, stuff. She was yeah. probably in a lot of B-grade things. Probably. But uh, 
So he meets her and falls instantly in love with her. Uh, I don't know why. In a weird way. Yeah. Because I think he kisses, he sees her, mm-hmm. and kind of, it's like love at first sight. Yes. And then uh, he kisses her, and it reminds him of kissing his teddy bear. <laughs> yes. So, like, yes. It's the only nice thing he knows. I don't know. Because, like, sex doesn't really exist in this movie. No. It, it's it's all they talk about is kissing. Yeah. You know? Like she says when um, Bing Bell, at the end, Bing Bell, like, fakes a, a wedding. Yeah. With Betsy so she he can draw Evil Roy Slade out. Uh-huh. Which is stupid. It is quite stupid. But, uh. Yeah. She even says, like, I can't get him to take off his guitar when he's kissing me. I keep getting strings across my chest. And I'm like, what? He's wearing his guitar in the front <laughs> while he kisses? Why would it leave string marks if you're kissing? No, you're fucking. <laughs> but you can't say it on TV. No, no, you can't. And and, and the implication, of course, is that the guitar strings go through the clothes. <laughs> yes. Because they're, they're not being come up. This is a Saved by the Bell universe. <laughs> Where, where all anyone ever does is, is kiss one another. They're making out at the max. Yes, and 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 it's it's closed mouth. It's not even making out. There oh, are no tongues peck. involved. It, and and even when it's an open mouth kiss, it, it's like the the three second standard, like you know, from back in the forties. I mean, like this is the tamest shit in the world. Uh huh. So he he falls in love with her, then he leaves, and he like rides away with a like a teller desk attached to his horse for some reason. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what the hell. And it's real horses dragging this thing through this town, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and and the town is like is in fact the 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 exteriors of Bing Bell's house is Frontierland from Disneyland. Yeah, it looks it, like it. it. It's just the exact house, and and the the, the sets that where of the town where they're in is also that way. But it's like it's even chintzier than Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like I I know that this movie is not supposed to be good. Yeah, you know, but but when Roy escapes, like those lawmen later in the movie, yeah, you know where, where they all come out in a clown. It's like a clown car with the stagecoach yep. and a bunch of like you know That's cops ridiculous. get out of it. Ridiculous! How does he get out of that jam? <laughs> because there's 20 lawmen that get out of that. So thing. what happens here is to set it up. Uh, he goes back to his hideout where you know there's like all his women are there, all his mm-hmm. gang are there, and there's one girl named Flossie, yeah, who is in love with him. And he keeps calling her floozy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> No one can say her name right. Right. Except Bing Bell at the end, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Bing Bell gets it right. But, um, so she turncoats on him because he wants Betsy now. Mm-hmm. So she hears the plan to go rob the stagecoach. So she tells Mickey Rooney all about it, and they set him up. Mm. They put, like, a hundred cops in this yes. little carriage. Right. And they come out like a clown car, like you said. Uh-huh. And then Slade and his gang are surrounded. Everyone turns on Slade because they offer them money to turn on him. Yeah. And he he, he says something funny. He's like, I taught them all well. Yes. Because they turn on you. <laughs> yes. Larry Hankin tries yeah. to be loyal and he slaps him and says, no, you don't, you don't do that. Take the money. Right. Haven't I taught you anything? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does that. Then he throws his guns down and surrenders mm-hmm. uh, in front of a hundred armed men. <laughs> but he has one secret pistol Tucked in his back pocket. Oh, my God. And he walks out in the middle of everyone with his hands up and says, psych. Yeah. Grabs his gun, starts shooting, and steals the carriage and gets away. This one gun. (laughs) The the, The six shoot. I mean, like, no one has hit a target in this movie, like, thus far. Yeah. They've been firing on one another, and no one's I think there's only one successful shot made in the movie, and that's at the end. It is. And you see no blood or anything. When, When he, like... When, when we see when we see that gun in the back and him like drawing it, <laughs> I 
I didn't for, for for a minute think, okay, this is is he gonna like get out of this with this gun? This is the end of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yes, right here. You, you think <laughs> this is gonna be? Gonna, it's a bloodbath. Exactly. There's gonna be real consequences here. <laughs> if Sam Peckinpah directed <laughs> Royce, oh my Slade, god, you know, it, there'd just be like goop everywhere. Yeah. Um, instead, he he fires a couple of rounds. Everybody ducks. He gets on the stagecoach and then goes away. Yep, and then the little person attacks him, and there's all the jokes about that. Yes, yeah, yes. They yep. they have like a an exchange of hats. Yeah, uh, and it doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. Ah. Uh, whatever. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That's how. That's my thoughts on the movie. <sighs> <laughs> I know, dude. You know, when when I was watching it, I I, I kept thinking to myself. This is going to be one of those episodes like Santa with Muscles where we go for like 22 minutes and we, we've spent ourselves. We, we have no clue how to go because it's it's uh, this is like sub mental. A lot of this it, stuff. It's pretty crazy. Um, So I guess he gets arrested now. Is this yeah. where he gets arrested? No, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. He does. He does get arrested. Yeah. I think Betsy turns him in. That's right. She he goes to Betsy's to get her. Mm-hmm. And she instead of reloading his gun, she hands him a Bible. <laughs> Saying thou shalt not kill. Yes. And he gets arrested and she did it on purpose so he can learn his lesson. Because she needs to change this man. And uh, he goes to jail and he's upset about that. And you get an extended sequence of vignettes in this jail. Yeah. For no reason. Which just makes this movie a drag. Yeah. This section sucks. Jails in cheap westerns and Andy Griffith. Yes. Look comfortable as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it looks like a pretty great time. You're eating what looks like decent food off of tin plates. Uh-huh. There's always someone there to talk to you, and it doesn't look like it's all that secure. Mm. And it's it's pretty easily escapable as we see in almost all of those movies and in this one in particular. When he like gets out of the jail because Henry Gibson is distracted uh-huh. by trying on a bunch of outfits, a bunch of crazy hats. Which, which existed in the Old West, I guess. Like, he's I, got I, a Shriner's hat on. I know, he's wearing a fez! <laughs> There's a fucking feather sticking out of <laughs> it. Looks like, he looks like Howard Cunningham in that one. Yep. Where he, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he, he gets he gets this, this like, slop that they give him to eat, and he dist- he gets the dog. Like, Custer. Mickey Rooney's dog, Custer, this, this really cute bulldog. I love Custer. He's the best part of the yes, movie, Yes, I love Custer. Yes. He is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, like, I, I guess lick his hands. He... He dips his rope in the gruel he's eating. Oh, yeah. And then he puts his hands through the bars so Custer, the guard dog, chews through the ropes. Which wouldn't happen, would it? No. I mean, (laughs) why would the dog chew through the ropes? But Because there's gravy on it. I don't know. He'd lick the gravy off and then ask for some more. I don't know. But anyway, that's what happens in this world. (sighs) And then he pretends like he's still tied up, you know. And then Henry Gibson comes over and is like talking smack at him. Yeah. And no. He gets his hand through and chokes him out, and I guess he gets the keys and escapes. Um, and it cuts to him at a fire with Betsy. Yeah. And they're talking about going to Boston. They're going to ship on up to Boston. <laughs> and then they stay with her cousins. Yeah. And it, I thought it was funny. They're like, let's surprise them when they come in. And they jump out and say, surprise. And then he starts shooting up the place. He's like, it's an ambush. Yeah. It's another cartoon ridiculous thing. <laughs> But because John Aston's face like lights up and that smile hits, I can't help it but love it. He, he's delighted <laughs> in what he's doing. I love how he loves being evil. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and, it's good. And it's before this, I think they're like, you can change your name, and he's like over by his horse, like thinking of names. He's like, ooh, I could be Evil John Smith. 
or evil rich one. Like he keeps yeah. leaving evil and puts <laughs> evil on the front of it. <laughs> That's funny. I know. <laughs> Uh, But then he tries to be civilized up here. Yeah. Uh, And Betsy's just the whole time being the worst person I've ever met. (laughs) Betsy is? Betsy sucks. She's trying to change him for no... She's clueless. She's clueless. Yeah. I guess because we have no motivation for why this is happening. Yeah. Or why we should even care. I I, I don't know why she wants to do... uh, Why does he want to be with her? Like It doesn't make any sense anyway. It's almost as if the filmmakers don't understand women. Oh really? You know, in the seventies? Like, yeah, I know. Imagine that. And like they, 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 they think that that, that that this woman would ever be interested in this man, and then at the same time, when he's like, he's not doing anything that that, that she would like him to do, but she keeps giving him eighth and ninth chances. Oh, I mean, he he is he is John Aston in nineteen seventy two. You know what? With She's... a Walter Koenig comb over and a right, big yeah. mustache. <laughs> I mean, this is not. Oh. You know what she says to him before they go to Boston? After the breakout, she says, I know I can change you, Roy, because I love you. What? You love if, you, if you love him, why do you want to change him? Yes, there's exactly. Wouldn't you be an outlaw yourself? I mean, like that would be, or, or at least you'd you'd uh, accept those things about him. And yeah. th- that's why you it's love stupid. him. It's stupid. It's a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Of course. Come on. Yes. Team up. Shit. Oh, I, I mean. God. <laughs> go ahead. Go no, ahead. Okay. Dave. No. Go. Uh, no. Uh, isn't isn't Uncle Milty the cousin? Like like Milton Berle is playing the the the, the main guy. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. The shoe store guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, and that's who they're living with. Yeah. So he gives them a job there because is Dom DeLuise in the picture yet? He is. He is. He's he, like he's, he's going the psychiatrist. To, yeah, trying, he goes to the psychiatrist yeah. after work. He's trying to help him become not evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think their sessions are the best things in the movie. Yeah, I remember you like like feeling that way earlier, and I, I think that there's some stuff in these bits that that work. Yeah, like when he's trying to get him to walk across the room without his weapons. Okay, I liked that scene a lot. Okay. It's a lot of good physical comedy from John Aston. Yeah, like his arms are flailing. He's like he can't even walk because he has no weapons on him. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. His knees are sort of turned yeah, in. they're wobbling, and he mm-hmm. falls on the ground. Yeah, it's really slapstick shit. In fact, and I like the- it. One of the weapons that he jettisons is like a, is like a babam, yeah. you know, from Mario yes. Brothers. He has a big black sphere with a big white wick. He pulls it out of his back pocket. When he revealed that, I just started laughing. If you were drawing a bomb in second grade, that's what it would look like. Yes. You know? Yep. <laughs> I think he, he has like five weapons hidden on him. Yep. <laughs> he just pulls them all out. And as soon as he puts the last one down, he's just like, oh. He just almost oh. collapses. Like yeah. he doesn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> It's really stupid, but it I, is. I thought it was good. And then he, he when he when he collapses, like Dom DeLuise says something insulting to him. He calls and, him a coward. Yes, calls him a coward, and that and that makes Roy spring to action. Uh-huh. And uh, he walks across the room, and that's a big. And victory. He's like, "You crossed the room, Roy. You crossed it." While he's getting choked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God, it's a real king's speech situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shit! 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 And tits. <laughs> and tits. <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs> so then they try to get the shoe store job because it would help him. Yeah. And it, you get a bunch of gags of him trying to sell shoes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think some of these bits made... I have a list, actually, of, of times when I almost laughed. When you almost laughed. Yes. Okay. Did you laugh at all in the movie? No. Oh, really? But Not I did, one I, bit. I okay. did smile a few times. 
Wow. Okay. And and some of it was on this stuff at the shoe store. Oh. The the stuff the, the business with the shoehorn. Okay, yeah, and when he sticks it in the guy's throat, like yes. put that shoe on. Yes. <laughs> That's how he thinks a shoehorn works. <laughs> and then he goes, Wow, this really works. Yes. Uh yeah. that 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 kind of ma- gave me a little bit you know, oh I, I showed my teeth in that moment. Okay. Um <laughs> The, the the stuff where people call the woman floozy, I thought that was a little funny. Yeah. And earlier we, we just talked about it the when when John Aston and Betsy come in to Uncle Milty's house and they like yell surprise or whatever, and he thinks it's an ambush. Uh huh. When they smash cut to that shot up cake. Oh yeah. I was <laughs> kinda like, Oh, that's pretty good. They're you trying know? to eat it. Yes, yes. And it's there's just chunks of it everywhere. I was like, Okay, that that's all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Uncle Milty even got a, a bullet through the hand. Did he? I think so. Oh, he's Jesus. got it wrapped up. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and I think she tells him to not be evil towards, you know, her yeah, two cousins. Right. And he's like, fine. And then he gets up and yells at the baby and says, you didn't say I had to be nice to the baby. <laughs> he's got that stupid grin on his face. Like <laughs> the, the grin. I love his grin. I love it. It's why John Aston was was uh, was funny. I mean, like like up to this point, he had played Gomez Adams for a long time. Yeah, and I, I find the Adams family legitimately hilarious, even still. I haven't seen it in a long time. Th- they're very good on that show. You know, it's probably not as funny as I'm remembering because I, like you said, I haven't seen it in 20 years either. Uh-huh. But I, but I remember laughing at some of the stuff they did on there. I, one of the best jokes in this movie. I think she takes her takes him to like a, a party and mm-hmm. they have to go, you know, mingle with society. Yeah. And uh he tells the guy playing the cello that there's ladies here and you need to take that fiddle out from between <laughs> your legs and put it under your chin. It's the last thing on my list. And he makes yeah. the guy playing the cello put it under his chin yep. like a fiddle and play it. Yeah. It's, it's it's really good. It's a good gag. It's really funny. And he's <laughs> and he's standing there like like very pleased with himself and he's got that same yeah. grin that when uh-huh. he's yelling at the baby. Yep. Yeah, he, he's got great timing. I, I admit the, it. He's the only thing in the movie that works at all. Yeah, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I'm I feel like, that way. I know you Sean. like the. I, yeah. yeah, Dick Sean, you like. He's right. he's okay too. Yeah, I just didn't think he was funny. Okay. I didn't like him. No, I don't funny. know. Anyway, I didn't like a lot about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. I'm not saying I really liked this movie, uh-huh. but I expected it me to hate it. I don't hate it. No, I, I don't hate it either. Yeah. And and I'm having a lot more fun talking about it with you than yeah. I did when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's almost like the the passage of time has like has like rendered my <laughs> my opinion of it a little better, but but I'm I'm still I I don't want to watch it anymore, certainly. Yeah, I don't think I'd watch this again. No. Uh but seeing it's just John Aston. Yeah. That's what it is. That's this movie, man. Yeah. No other reason. Uh, so what happens now? <laughs> this is when, uh, when, when, when Bing oh, Bell comes oh, yes. to town. No, 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 no. What happens is, um, uh, Uncle Louie or Mar- Cousin Miller, what's his name? It's Milton Burrow. Mil- uh, Milton yeah. Burrow. Well, we'll just say he, Milton Yeah, Burrow. him. He, uh, <laughs> Evil Roy Slade has been doing very well at becoming a normal person in society. Uh-huh. So he trusts him to take the money from the store and make a deposit at the bank. Yeah. And at this point, he doesn't know what to do. There's all these voices in his head. About like him being good, him being bad, right? And it's it's him sweating while he's walking to the bank, like, "Ooh, I got all this money in my hand. I yes. can just take it." And he goes to the bank, and it's actually funny. He's like, "What happens when I give you the money?" Because <laughs> <laughs> this man has never deposited money at a bank. Exactly. He doesn't know what happens. It's, yep, it's kind of funny. So he gives it to them, and they take it. And it's and, Penny Marshall too. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. <laughs> and he he's like, "Oh, okay." And then uh, 
he hears her say something about the safe, I guess. Uh-huh. And then he pulls the gun out of the security guard's holster and holds the place up. And he's back. Evil Roy Slade is back. He just immediately becomes evil again. Yep. And uh, he's happy as can be, you know. So he robs it. Uh, I think he, does he go to get Betsy? Or does he just leave? He just I leaves. I can't remember. Um, no, he, he goes home to, to get stuff and he starts robbing oh, stuff yeah, I'm there. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he does. And he takes yeah. the baby's piggy bank. Yes. And he's like, don't take that. And he's like, when I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. Uh-huh. And he like takes the piggy bank. <laughs> and he's grinning through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He says, I tried, honey, but I just can't do it. Uh-huh. He says, my idea of a nine to five is nine guys robbing five other guys. <laughs> Which I thought was a great line. It's okay. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. Great's not the word. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. It was good. It's good. <laughs> um. Then he goes back to the West. Yes. All right. Yes. And this it, is where they convince Bing Bell to come. And Bing Bell rides into town in one of the stranger things I've seen in a movie where he's he's on a horse and he's singing some of the sorriest, most, the weakest cowboy shit you've ever heard. Yeah. It's a, a lonely cowboy kind of song yeah. riding through the desert, and he's pl- strumming his guitar, which is also a shotgun, Yeah, which we find out. Kind of like <laughs> like it's Robert Rodriguez movie. I was about to say, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's, he's kind of like Desperado. W- one thing that it reminded me of in, in a really weird way was in Inner Space, Robert Picardo's character, the cowboy. Okay. I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. okay. It's just like this. Okay. Like he, he's wearing flashy cowboy outfits. He's in an Elvis suit. It's, it's a sequin Elvis sequined. outfit. It's, he looks like Porter Wagner in this uh-huh. movie. It, it's it's really like an unusual choice. And and, and there, yep. there's there's different versions of it kind of like just like, you know, like those suits like little Jimmy Dickens or Porter Wagner where he's got like a blue one and a red one uh-huh. and a white one. And he's got this like 70s perm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's totally anachronistic. He kind of looks like Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He's got Patrick Duffy hair. Yes. <laughs> and then he's got this jangling earring. Oh, man. In one ear. It's like a cat collar bell yeah. dangling from his lobe, man. It's ridiculous. And I got to give props <laughs> to Dick Sean because this is what really got me mo- most amused was he, he knew when to turn his head so to make jingles. that thing yep, jingle. Yep. It, it's, it's, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. And he, he's able to charm Betsy and her mother. Yeah. Because his plan is that he's going to court Betsy and get her to marry him in order to draw Roy out. Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. It is. And then you get a montage of him, uh, like, you know. It uh, says time passes. Yes. In that little house on the prairie font on the screen. <laughs> and it's, it's overlaid with, you know, the montage of them. Like cuddling and yeah. doing fun things together, uh-huh. you know. Yes, <laughs> falling yes. in love. A lot of G-rated, uh, like you know. Right. Yeah. Relationships. Uh-huh. Yeah, stuff. they're riding bumper boats. Like you know, it's all <laughs> it's all there. Yeah, Playing right. mini golf. Exactly. Young hearts <laughs> beat fast. Uh, I was about to say they're at golf and stuff. <laughs> uh, um. So then, uh, Evil Roy Slade finds out about it. You know, he's depressed because he lost his love, even mm-hmm. though he's back doing what he loves. Yeah. He's doing a she loves me, she loves me not with a, a thing of flowers, but he's shooting the flowers off. Yes. That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, so he finds <laughs> out about it. So he goes with his gang back to stop the wedding and they all take place of the bridesmaids like his gang does. And uh-huh. then Roy becomes the preacher in disguise, yeah. Yeah. which I thought was funny when he pops up. When he's wearing that Guido Sarducci hat. Yes. 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 <laughs> the, that was a weird ass thing. Yep. <laughs> When he raises his head and he's got that grin, <laughs> I was just like, yes, go Roy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, apparently 
dude, I can't remember his name. Bing Bell. Yeah. Apparently, Bing Bell has a bunch of other guys placed in the in the courthouse or whatever, <laughs> the church. And they keep doing this gag where, like, well, I've got these guys. And then they pull out guns. Uh-huh. Well, what about these guys? And they pull out guns. And it's a big standoff. <laughs> and they're like, well, who has the organist? And no one. They're neutral. <laughs> It's really stupid. <laughs> There's like 50 total people in this yeah. church, and I'd say at least 70% of them are in on whatever's happening. Yeah, they're undercover. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like a Secret Service level, you know, security. Right, yeah. Where there's like no open windows and stuff, you know. And this is all because some like train magnate hired a singing cowboy to stop a dude? <laughs> <laughs> That's on the back of the box. <laughs> That's what it is. (laughs) And I like when Betsy sees Roy, she's like, Roy, and she's happy, and then she passes out. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Because that's what what ladies do in the Old West. They Uh they get the vapors, and they pass out when when, when things go to shit. So there's another Tom and Jerry shootout. Yeah. Uh, Evil Roy Slade escapes, Um, and then he has Betsy on his horse, I guess, and they, they jump a canyon. Which is really bad special effects. I like it because <laughs> it's so bad. Can, can we talk about just the effect in the... Because I... This effect specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah this okay. effect. Okay. I, I, I'm, I agree with you that it's bad, but I still don't quite know technically how they did it. it could it be some weird matte painting I thing? think I think there is a matte painting yeah. involved. And it's the reason it's bad is because I usually love matte paintings when I see them in movies. Yeah. I, and I, I've seen them in real life when you go to take the Universal Studios tour and it's yeah. like, hey man, that's awesome. Yeah. This matte painting, this is some Mickey Mouse fucking matte painting. Yeah. I, I, this, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. The perspective's off. Yeah. Because it looks like they got to jump like a 40 foot gap. Right. And it's like two feet. It is. It looks like When they nothing. make the jump, it's like, it's like they, it's an MC Escher picture. They like are jumping from one portion to yes. a portion that they shouldn't be on. If Ro- if John Aston had just laid across the gorge, yes. like Betsy could have walked across They could have put a plank over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, they're they're talking about how it's like it's a Butch and Sundance jump. Yep, it's, it's a <laughs> it's got no Whatever. perspective. Yeah, at all. It, yeah, it's just off. Yeah, and then Mickey Rooney's trying to get everyone in his gang to make the jump, and it's a big gag where everyone keeps falling into the river. Yes, you don't see it, but it's all off screen. Like, oh no! Uh huh. You hear a splash. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And none of them die. <laughs> none of them die. They so all get out. There later. was no danger. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, so <laughs> this matte painting looks like a thousand foot. This is the Grand Canyon. It is. It's huge. I mean, like we're led to believe that this is a this is a death drop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this it, is all the it, Temple of Doom. Here. Exactly. All it does is mess up Henry Gibson's hair in the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor Henry Gibson. Why would you take this role? Because I mean, I know that there would have there was no reason for him to do it, but but I guess was he a name then? Uh, prob- in the early seventies, I mean, I I don't know. I really okay. don't know. All right, because because I, I the the only thing I know him from at that time was Nashville. So I th- yeah. I think that's what really propelled him to do other things. Probably, you know, but well, yeah. uh, it, it's it's just th- there was a lot of names associated with this. I mean, Mickey Rooney. What, oh well, yeah, he was, he was a, big time. He's a star, right? Was Dom DeLuise huge at, huge at this time? Because in comedy he was. I know he was a comedy name. Even Pat Morita was yes. a, a big comedian. They, they at were the big time. big yeah. time stand ups. And Gary Marshall, of course, what, you know was was firmly established in TV. Oh yeah. So man. to to be able to work with all these kind of people, I mean, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, you'll take the job. You, did he write any Adams Families? Gary Marshall. Yeah. I I don't know. 
Probably not. Yeah, probably I'd say I, not. It seems but, like not yeah. his style. Yeah. But, um, but but I mean, he 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 had he had been involved in show business for a long time. Yeah. And like I I guess, and and maybe they thought Henry Gibson thought you know like like these people I've seen them do good things and uh-huh. I want to be associated with that so let's do this. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So they get over the gorge and they're in a safe house and uh, they think they've gotten away from everyone. Mm-hmm. And then. Bing Bing comes in. Bing Bell. <laughs> Bing Bell. <laughs> he shows up and uh, reveals that it was all a, a ruse. Sorry, Betsy. I just used you to get Roy Slade. Uh huh. And then she pulls a gun on Bing Bell, saying, "Oh, you used me, huh?" <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they end up. <laughs> I was gonna say they try. They shoot him, which they do. But they're trying to shoot his guitar. Yeah, that's <laughs> because, right. Because it's like the only thing, to de- the only way to defeat him is to destroy the guitar. You yes. Know? His essence comes from the guitar. <laughs> I don't know. The power crystal must be destroyed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and 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 that's that's one thing that they that they even say like like Betsy says to Roy, you know, oh, don't kill him, Roy. And he goes, yeah. I'm gonna do something even meaner. Yeah. And he puts the guitar in front of the fireplace and he's gonna shoot it up. Uh huh. And yeah, you're right. That that is his where his life force is apparently. <laughs> right. And then he gets in front of it and like protects the guitar and takes a bullet for it. Yes. And he's and he's like doing kind of I, I don't know what this is. I don't know this how to is, describe I, it. I don't like this part. I mean, he he's his staggering death scene, around yeah. and I've seen this done in community theater a million times. Uh-huh. You know, like like the thing where where you I guess theatrically act like you've been shot and you're bumping into things and you know and you're just like, oh, yes, yes. And then you spout some dialogue, and then you go, oh, uh-huh. and like fall over a little. And there's no blood, no blood at all, not even a tear in his clothing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he falls down dead, but he has more to say, so he gets up and starts. It's, it's never ending. It's supposed to be some kind of gag, and it's not funny at all. No, it's not. It's <laughs> nope. not. And I. Man, you, you know, like of all the things I hate in this movie, like mm-hmm. this is kind of low on the list. Yeah. But but in talking about it with you now, <laughs> I never want to see someone do this thing again of of like pretending to have been shot. Paul Rubens did it well in Buffy the movie. But at least there was like, <laughs> you know, effects there. Yeah, you know? like that was actually he you actually see him get stabbed yes, or something like that. Yes. So that and he keeps going, "Ooh, ah, e." Like, I, I, yeah. would, I mean, when you when you watch Alan Rickman and Robin Hood, yes, when, when oh, the dagger yeah. goes in, uh-huh. um, like he does that kind of effectively. He looks yeah. down at it in unbelievably, like, oh god, you know, this. Well, and that's Alan Rickman, though. Of that's course, the great he Alan is Rickman. a world class yeah. thespian. He's not Dick Sean in a TV movie. You're right. That's true. <laughs> we got to keep things in perspective. Of here. course, of course. But still, we're discussing a film. We're gonna compare it to other films and other performance. <laughs> a film, quote unquote. <laughs> Does a TV movie qualify as a film? It like, <laughs> earlier I said this is our first TV movie. Uh-huh. Our first TV movie should have been Angels in America, or you know, <laughs> so, you know something directed by Mike Nichols. You know, like like th- this is th- there are real films that have been premiered on television. Uh-huh. Um, Does this... the Decalogue count? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it counts more than this. Certainly. Yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah, uh, but uh, so that's the end of. The movie, basically. Yeah. Betsy comes out dressed as Evil Roy Slade and throws off the rest of the posse that just climbed out of the gorge. She does the same Spanish Inquisition hat uh-huh, uh, yeah. uh, gag. Uh-huh. And she puts her head up and says, ha-ha, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. Uh, Roy is gone because that man 
deserves to get away because I'm going to change him one day. What? <laughs> what? And then you what? see him riding off in a dress, which is fine. But then the narrator says, funny boy. Come on. Because the narrator is from an episode of Hee Haw. I mean, th- yeah. that, that's all. That's what this feels like. Yeah. You know, he adds nothing. Uh, and, and there's that 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 god awful like love theme from Evil Roy Slade that, that, that just <laughs> oh, was yeah, in the love my Slade. head. The yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The music. Evil Roy Slade. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could not get it out of my head until this morning when I drove to your house. <laughs> and now it's back. Yes. It's back again. <laughs> and uh, she's holding his teddy bear so that he comes back. And I missed the significance of the teddy bear until you just brought it up, to okay. be honest with you. I, I didn't remember John Aston having this. He has it at the very beginning. Okay. There's one part. When he kisses her, I think he flashes back to him kissing the teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And then he falls asleep at his at his hideout holding his teddy bear. And I remember him mentioning the teddy bear during the sessions with Dom Yeah, DeLuise. Dom DeLuise is giving him like word association yes. exercises. And he says bear, and he says teddy. Because mm-hmm. everything else is like... Gun, shoot, <laughs> bullet, blood, like, and then Teddy comes out and he's like, "What?" And and then it's a big fight. Yeah, there was a kind of a good gag where, where Dom DeLuise had all those Rorschach blots. Uh huh. Yeah, and I guess John Aston had said that all of them they look like all a gun. look like his gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, I love. There's some good gags in here. Some of this has grown on some me. I admit. It, yeah, some of it's yeah. good, but. <laughs> Overall, it's not very good. No, it's not. <laughs> and God, like, uh, I keep saying it. It's John Aston. I know. It's his delivery. The, his performance w- is what makes it funny. He's very difficult yeah. not to like. Yeah. I mean, like, like the, the, he's just he's just a very likable personality. Yeah. Yep. In almost in everything he's in. <sighs> and I just need to say, Pamela Austin, who plays Betsy, mm-hmm. is god awful in this movie. I... I I think I might have said that earlier, but she sucks. I know this is a bad performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think that that almost everyone in the movie is bad. Yeah. Um, except for the 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 ones we've singled out as being you know like effective. I mean, Don DeLuise is pretty good in his th- in his stuff. Yeah. Um, Henry Gibson is doing what he can, but he's it's, not good it's in this. Not good. No. no, I don't even think he is good in the movie. No, I. I it's just a bad. It's bad material, and right. he can't save it you i might. guess he doesn't have this in his wheelhouse really maybe True. i don't know but yeah uh yeah john aston um dick sean dick sean mm-hmm. and dom DeLuise probably that's that's the, about the it. top three here yeah. yeah um because mickey rooney is a non-factor he sucks um, and and i i've i he's one of my least favorite actors to begin with yeah i don't really like him um i know he was lb Mayer's favorite actor but but that, that hey that makes you know, sense right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's bad ADR in the movie. Oh, and it's, man. Everything about it is just C grade. This is amateur bullshit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, uh. and I mean, like, like it was the 70s. By it, Like, by then, in the 1970s, there was, there was a true, like, sort of film renaissance in America. Yeah. I mean, like, the 1970s for American film is, it, it, it's, it's as good as anything it's from around the world. Golden age. Yes. And why didn't television follow suit? I don't know. I mean, I know they're different mediums, but I mean... Like like the the kind of golden age of television that we have now, it should have been happening in the seventies because they should have been like you know understanding that they're losing their audience to the cinema. Yeah, I'm guessing because the you know the old brass wasn't changing over in television. Maybe True. I don't right. I don't know. 
that, that no that is that is a legitimate part of it because like the the whole thing the whole reason that, that there was the, that um, a new movement in cinema was because there, there were people who were sympathetic to artists running the companies right yeah and the, the whole studio system was collapsed yeah. by then mm-hmm. so all that old old boy stuff you know right. that it was gone right so TV must not have been that way no it was it was still You're like still like getting just, shit yeah dopes and suits were still in charge of this stuff. <sighs> that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say? Um. Oh boy. About evil Rosley. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> now Lance back. Um. I. I don't have anything else. I. I went through my list of like other things that that almost made me laugh, and um. <laughs> I. I have most of Dick Sean, the cello gag, the shot up cake. I guess John Aston on that pony sort of made me smile a little bit. Um, and the whole thing. I with, think it's because they keep the pony around for most of the movie. I know and it stays around. And yeah. just the sight of him, like like bouncing up and down on that tiny colt, is yeah. is, is, is is he's bigger than this horse. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> felt a little sorry for the horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you recommend the movie, Dave? No, I wouldn't recommend the movie. Okay, um, this is a one star. One star. Yeah. I'm going to give it two stars. Okay. I kind of want to recommend it just for John Aston, <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm going to recommend it. Okay, no. good. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're curious, it might be something you want to check out. It's an oddity. This is yeah. a relic of, right. of early 70s comedy that is, whoa, you got to see it to believe how exactly. this shit. But I wouldn't recommend it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else. You get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com. Find anything you need right there. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have our email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yes. So, uh, Dave, what is the question of the week? Question of the week. What is your favorite Western comedy? Yeah, there's like two to choose from, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought of a third while we were recording. Oh, you did? So, yeah. Ah. Well, don't tell the listeners. Exactly. All right. So this was from Brian. Thank you very much for the request. Yes, thanks uh, a lot, Brian. We appreciate it. He gives us <laughs> lots of movies like this. <laughs> right. Brian also recommended Ghost in the Darkness uh-huh. years ago, which is uh, that's a that's a favorite of mine, actually. Yeah, yeah, Brian likes to hear us riff. Yeah, the two lions, Ghost and Darkness. Yes, that's uh, right. But anyway, thanks for the request. <laughs> it was fun. Uh-huh. So we're going to continue Dudes on Demand next week with Liam's request. He sent us a nice email. He wants to do 2002's The Magdalene Sisters, directed by Peter Mullen and starring Geraldine McEwen and Nora J. Noon. This is not Evil Roy Slade. So no, let's not get even back close. to some quality. Yes. Uh, so until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.